Yep, I get it. I know exactly what you're thinking. Here we go. Another podcast. Well, you know what? I'm here to tell you something. This just isn't any other podcast. This is the Vision Life 365 podcast, where we give you a front row seat to organic missionary work. My name is Jason Sykes, and I'm here with my co-host, Gary Hale, and we're coming to you from beautiful San Pedro de Macorís, Dominican Republic. We're here serving with the DR Vision team. Our podcast is designed to encourage you towards Great Commission living. Along the way, you get to see the good, the bad, and even sometimes the ugly of missionary work. We hope to encourage and challenge you on your personal sanctification and ministry walk. Here we go. All right, guys, good to have you back. We're here with the Vision Line 365 podcast. I'm here with my good friend, Gary Hale. And Gary's got a special treat for us today. He's got some special guests that are here joining us for the podcast. Gary, you want to introduce our friends? Yeah, sure. We've got uh, Steve and Brian from South Carolina, Spartanburg, uh, South Carolina. And um, they're coming down here to just to kind of check out the ministry, see where their church might be able to kind of plug in and, uh, you know, have a partnership and bring groups. And so... We're just kind of, we've spent today taking them around. I got the car a little bit muddy. Wow. uh, Did you go to a bate? Yeah, we we went out there to Cancho Primo. Okay. uh, Outside of Ramon Santana. Just trying to uh, help them understand the... the overall lay of the land, so to speak, as far as a village, you know, yeah. small towns like Ramon Santana and bigger cities like um, San Pedro okay. and how everything fits together. So got the car dirty. Uh, we got back safely. Um, and so I took some pictures with my iPad, which you know is an, <laughs> the only person in the world. Gary's the old man syndrome. He just gets <laughs> out there with his big old iPad and takes pictures everywhere mm-hmm. we go. Yeah, Brian, yeah. you just made a comment, and you have not been released to speak yet. Yeah. So, uh, well, <laughs> you got you got to earn that right. You, you got to earn that. <laughs> so, guys, give, give us a little bit. Uh, tell us a little bit about your experiences today. A little bit, just for what do you. You know, is this your first time to the Dominican Republic? Yeah, it is. Okay, cool. It is. And uh, so, you know, everybody experiences, you have to experience a little bit of culture shock. Probably what are the things that just kind of are set out in your mind right away that you saw? Well, first, it's beautiful. Uh, We were kind of expecting that. I mean, we're in the Caribbean, so, Mm -hmm. uh, but the land is beautiful. The people are friendly and uh seemed very sweet. We've in, enjoyed seeing that and seeing and learning about some of the ministries here. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. How about you? I mean, yeah, I would agree that it is beautiful. But probably the thing that stood out to me the most is just the abundance of motorbikes. Oh, I man. I mean, that is yeah. just, yeah. Uh, as Gary said, you know, there's an infestation. Yeah, so. as, a, <laughs> as we say a lot of times, um, they're like mosquitoes. You just, yes. you just come to a stoplight and you get swarmed. <laughs> And I've learned, I've learned this, you know, you have, I don't know how many degrees it is your peripheral vision that you could see to the side, but I've pretty much established in my mind that as long as they're here, I have to be careful of them. If they're back there, there's nothing I can do because if not, man, you, I I think I won't have any molars left when I'm done here because uh, I grind my teeth the whole time I'm driving for all the stress (laughs) that it brings on you. Uh, The other thing, have you, did you guys get to witness somebody coming out of a side street without stopping today at all? Oh, yes. And driving down the wrong side because their turn is over here. So they just drive right by you on the wrong side of the road. Yes. I I get in trouble for those by my wife quite a bit. Mm. Um, You know, they say when in Rome, you got to. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So you're doing that? A little bit. A little bit. 
Yeah, that, that's what I call a Dominican turn. Like when you're going to turn, but you go ahead and get in the other right. person's lane mm-hmm. about, you know, a quarter mile ahead of time. So. Yeah, yeah. You're just so, preparing yeah. for the future. You're yeah. fully adapted. Yeah. Well, you have to. Yeah. This cultural, you know, what, right. we, we could, oh, what do we call contextualization? Contextualization. Exactly. Very that's important. exactly what it is. I agree 100%. <laughs> that's great. That's a that's whole great. other podcast right there. <laughs> well, guys, it's good to have you guys here with us. I know, too, uh, you know, Bate Ministry, we actually had considered at one point the possibility of that. Uh, because it, it's a it's a genuine need, uh, and it's cool that you guys got to see that. But I think mm-hmm. as we talk, my wife and I, I think one of the biggest things in that would just be finding a national who could really to yeah. to spend the time and They're develop closer. there. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Um, you'd really need somebody just to get in with them on their level. And uh, we noticed when we went out there, they like to sit under the tree and talk. And and you know, there's a lot of right. little cultural things there that make it. I want to say difficult, but you know, the guys are out working during the day, women are at home, so you just have to find a. It takes a t- it takes a while to get a good in out there, and so we just kind of felt like um, we could support people going out there. But if we were going to do it, it would have to be the primary ministry. But it's really cool you mm-hmm. guys got to see that because it's kind of like t- stepping back in time just a little bit, isn't a, it? A little bit, yeah. We've our church has done ministry in uh, Tanzania, and South Africa, in the Middle East, and okay. So we're used to things not being is technological okay. or roads not being paved and those yeah. kinds of things. In fact, one of the things that impressed me early was that all the roads in town are paved. Yeah. So that was nice and yeah. actually in pretty good shape yeah. compared to some other places. Well, and when the president comes to town, they even get better. Yes. <laughs> yes. I bet so. Yep. So uh, those are those are little cultural right. things you get to you get to experience. And there's like a countdown on the stoplight. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, yeah. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. But you also have to know that sets people up for that Dominican turn, you know, because yes. if they see if they see 10 seconds left, it's pretty much, you know, go for it. Come get on. In. We're going. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be my demise if, if I lived where there is a countdown and I could time entering the intersection. Yeah. But I, you can't time who's going to violate. No. So that would be no. bad. You just have to. Island life is just. You just gotta chill. You just gotta. <laughs> you go with the flow. You go with the flow. There's a, there's a guy here that does a lot of work for a bunch of us, and uh, he is awesome. And I rode with him one day, and I came home to my wife, and I said, "I wish I could learn to drive." Like he doesn't stress at all. Sometimes he cuts people off. Sometimes people cut him off. But he just rolls with it like it's the Hydro. Hydro just rolls with it. He just got the. He was a motor concho, a, mo, a, a, a motorcycle taxi guy for a mm-hmm. while. So those guys kind of have the feel of when you can do right. what yeah. you can do. But anyway, yeah. Somebody explained it this way: you need to go with the flow, realize there's a flow, go with it, and if you go against it, that's where you're going to get in trouble. Yeah, that's where many yeah. times the accidents are going to happen. Well, so. I've found that could be harder than jet lag. That getting your American ways of being on time and being yes, here and there and getting 15 things done in one day, it's harder to shed that yeah. than it is the fatigue yep. of traveling. I and once you agree, get yeah. into it and then you go back to America, it's a lot harder to reacclimate. Yes. Yeah. And actually, <laughs> you just described the make it or break it point for a lot of missionaries mm-hmm. because when we step outside our own culture, yeah. which is very time oriented, and we go to an event oriented culture, and there's things you got to take and keep in mind. For instance, you know, public transportation. We don't, mm-hmm. you know, right. uh, I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee. So when the car to bus comes, if they're early, they sit there and wait till the exact minute to leave. You know, they don't, they are not late. So, yes. you know, you can't say you were late, you were late because of the bus in Chattanooga, but here the public transportation is so different. And so you always have to take those things into, into consideration that mm-hmm. may have been hard to find some. If it rains, it affects things too. So, yeah. Yeah. 
So, Steve, you, you, you know, mentioned um, your involvement in missions. Just give us a brief uh, background of um, your experiences as far as uh, you know, who you've worked with, what you've, what you've kind of done, and, and how are you here? And try to do that all in 30 seconds. Okay. <laughs> 30, 30 seconds can be hard. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a crazy story. I went to law school and eventually graduated, and I was a lawyer. But during law school, I was uh, – the part-time youth director at a church. After becoming a lawyer, I realized that the youth ministry was actually the calling hmm. and not the law. So I left the law, went into youth ministry. One of the big th- components of youth ministry for me was mission trips. And we began to work with an organization called World Changers that's out of the North American Mission Board. And I don't know why. They saw something in me. I don't know what it was, actually, but they wanted me on staff. And so I left local church youth ministry to go to the North American Mission Board. Hmm. Well, I soon learned out, and I love the board, in case anybody's listening. And I appreciate the people. Mom, Mom, did you hear that? (laughs) The people that worked there, I very much appreciate them, but I learned soon that the not being like on the front line is how I would describe it was not for me, that I, I needed to be in church and uh, discipling, mobilizing people. Awesome. So First Baptist Spartanburg called me to be their singles minister. Awesome. And I, I went there, and I really didn't think I'd be there long. I thought, I'll go be the singles guy, and then I'm getting old, so I'll go be a pastor somewhere. And after I, I told Gary earlier that I arrived on August 1st, September 11th, 2001. Oh, wow. Hit, yeah. And the North American Mission Board called on me again to lead a couple of mission trips to New York City and Ground Zero. Wow. And in the, in the course of that experience, then my pastor said, we should add missions to your job. Because so you didn't have enough to do at the that's time. That's right. Yeah. The yeah. just wasn't enough. You were sitting thought, around too much, I was right. twiddling you know, my thumbs, right. eating bonbons, watching TV, that pizza. kind of stuff. Did you say objection, Your Honor? <laughs> uh, so I took took on missions, and soon the missions part began to really grow. The singles ministry was growing, and the pastor uh, decided I would need to choose missions or singles. It was actually a very hard decision mm. because I loved the single adults, not so much the actual uh, ins and outs of a single adult ministry, but just the people. Yeah. I come to really love them. I, I didn't look forward to the day that I wouldn't be going in their life groups and uh, leading them in that way. But the, the Lord wanted me to do missions. And yeah. so that's kind of how that happened. I'm the first minister of missions we've ever had at First Baptist Spartanburg, and we're 183 you, years old. So. Will you wow. be the last one? <laughs> I, hope I hope that I won't mean the death of that, that, missions. That, that, that's a whole other podcast right there is what we always say. We'll, we'll deal with that one next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, that, that's great. So you've been all over the world then uh, in mission trips and involvement then. Yeah, Pretty much. I, I think it's uh, 40 or something countries. He has that, a whole like ring that uh, lists every single country he's been to. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. now, wow. so now you're going to add the Dominican yeah. Republic. It, it's, yes, and I, my wife's already ordering a little charm that goes on my <laughs> wanderer key ring to have all of it uh, well, that's because cool. uh, it's just a blessing. Yeah. I mean, I never thought that me, my background, my beginnings, that God would have sent me all over the world to see what he's doing and 
Yeah. Great places. Well, and you brought something very interesting out and, and just want to ask you this. How has kind of boots on the ground, uh, affected your perception of missions? Um, you know, there's a lot of churches have mission programs, but maybe they don't get a chance to get out and, and get to places. Uh, maybe their budget doesn't allow or, or whatever the case may be. But how has boots on the ground affected your, your perception of missions? Well, uh, I mean, you, you find out the many, many things that people have in common all over the world, yeah. but you also begin to appreciate all the ways that we're different and mm-hmm. the, the beauty of different cultures and different people. And, you know, you, you read things and you learn what good mission principles are. And some of them you're like, I don't know about that, but then you go and you see what actually works. And, mm-hmm. you know, for, for me, for us in particular, uh, a lot of the missions our church was doing before were based on what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And once you go to the field, you're, you become more, what do you need? How can we help you? And it becomes less. That is a tremendous yeah. point, not just from the ministry here, but just even Venezuela or whatever. The Bate would be a, a great example of that. Mm-hmm. I think if you attacked ministry from a traditional, what we would call a traditional standpoint, you got to build a building and people have to go to the building mm-hmm. to meet. Um, from their cultural standpoint, I don't know if it worked quite as well as it would just pulling up a plastic chair from, from the grocery mm-hmm. store here and sitting under a tree with them and just talking with them and, and making the gospel part of a conversation, not a preaching service mm-hmm. kind of thing. I think the yeah. end there would be, uh, much deeper and more uh, profound just from the, that cultural standpoint. And there's so many of those things, um, even just little cultural anomalies, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like here, um, not here, like, like tattoos are a taboo thing or, you know, just bringing mm-hmm. up things that are culturally. And I, I had a guy come to my house that did some, some maintenance work. And, um, it was actually his cultural perception of his own culture and whatnot was actually a kind of a segue into the gospel because wow. we're just talking about how, you know, he's talking about how he got judged because the guy was an excellent worker. And I said to him, I said, man, you're, you really do have a good work ethic. I mean, he did stuff he didn't have to do and he went above and beyond. And he's like, yeah, I get judged because of this, that and the other. And I said, well, I said, um, I know somebody who doesn't judge you for your mm-hmm. tattoos. I said, now you do have to stand before him one day. You do have to, to give an account. And so it was a cool segue into the gospel Very just cool. from a, a cultural uh, perception type thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I was yeah. just going to say that that has been kind of one of the things I've had to teach my church because mm-hmm. the church was early on pioneer missions going into Brazil, building a church. And so Mm -hmm. it's very much a brick and mortar Mm -hmm. and you, you go and there's a product. So you go, you work, you see something. And, you know, if you, if you want to have a mission project where you say, we're going to go in prayer walk, no one wants to go because there's not a tangible, uh, something you can hold your hand product, but everywhere we go, they want prayer. Number one, that's what, that's what they want more than money, more than us coming and putting in any, time they want us to pray and we have certainly long term seen the most fruit from prayer and the personal relationship uh idea of just sitting down and having a conversation with someone Mm. yeah and so Brian, that that kind of ties into your student director correct Uh, i'm the assistant minister of mobilization at first Baptist spartanburg that is a long title yeah it really is you can blame steve for that could you break could you break that title down for us (laughs) (laughs) and and into one or two syllables (laughs) (laughs) okay so you're an assistant and mobilization director and so uh 
I feel like I need marching music. But now students <laughs> is his <laughs> focus. Is my focus. Okay. So you were yes. right about that. No, you are correct. Okay, yeah. students are your focus. See, I was, yeah. I was, I was close to home. Yeah, just we need <laughs> sending our students on a mission. We yes. we pick on Steve a little yes. bit, but well, uh, yeah. you know, he, he is from Alabama. So. <laughs> oh, I, you know, then he, because they don't use big words like that in Alabama. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> Well, we've just lost about yeah. a third of our, viewer, our listenership. Oh, man. Sorry, Steve. I'm yeah, in trouble for that one. bad about Alabama yeah. now. Yeah, you're going to have trouble with my yeah. wife. Uh, so anyway, so you're doing something with students. Yes. Um, and uh, so you're here to check out kind of maybe where students could plug in, yes. how that would look. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, you kind of come by way of a recommendation of a friend of a friend. I mean, it kind of yeah. goes back, I guess, all the way to Gus. Somehow, it does go back to Gus. But, but then somewhere there, Chrissy, uh, Chrissy and- from another church. And so uh, it's great to have you here. Yes. Glad you've been able to come down here and see it. So what, what what are you looking for as far as your perspective and how you're trying to get involved, students involved? Why is that important to right. you? Well, I mean, just speaking personally, that yep. was a big influence in my own life yeah. that um, our church, throughout its history, we always had a student mission trip to uh, Kentucky. We had been going for like 50 years and that actually played a big role in my story. When my junior year, I was there, and Steve actually pro- gave us a presentation on an opportunity to spend a summer in Malaysia. Wow. And so. Now, what part of Kentucky is that in? It was in <laughs> uh, Barberville, Kentucky. Barberville, so, Kentucky, okay. Yes. Yeah, so but Malaysia's not in Kentucky. Yeah, Malaysia's mm-hmm. not in okay, Kentucky. Okay, gotcha. So, for all the people that are geographically confused, like my right. mom, uh, Malaysia yeah. is not in Kentucky. Okay. Hi, mom. Um, yes, hi mom. So, so, so he encouraged you to think about that. So yes. you, you went, you so went over there. Spent a summer in Malaysia after graduating high school, and in between going to Moody Bible Institute for college, okay. I spent a summer in Malaysia, and that was just a very transformative time for me, mm-hmm. both uh, personally, but also resulting in fruit in that country. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as we're, uh, we've just hired a new youth minister at our church, and so he's kind of rethinking and revamping and recasting vision for, you know, how, you know, he thinks missions should operate within the youth group. Mm-hmm. Um, he's looking for, you know, opportunities to send students locally, send students nationally and internationally. And as we were uh, thinking through international opportunities, uh, I was just talking with Chrissy one day and she mentioned the ministry here. And just how a lot of the principles that we care about at First Baptist Spartanburg, a lot of the priorities that we had would be uh, demonstrated here in the Dominican Republic. That you know we want to, you know, when helping hurts is a big part of our philosophy. Um, yes, and so good. we want to teach that to our students as well. Um, yeah. That that their time on mission, while it's yes, it's going to have an impact and an influence for them. It also matters what the follow up. And yes. the result is going yes. to be like for their time while they while they are here. Yeah. So, just trying to find a similar ministry and opportunity for our students, yes, to get poured into, but also to make an eternal impact for the kingdom of God and for that to be followed up on. That is you know, a, that was is just an extremely yes important part. That's an yeah. awesome per- perspective you got because so many times, <clears throat> I think unintentionally, because I think I think short term trips can be both good and bad. Yes. Um, I went on short-term trips and that was probably my biggest influence in, influence in missions uh, be, about becoming a missionary. But you get a, you get a little, you get a little tiny window into what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And so that's a very perceptive point of view saying, Hey, 
you know, we understand when giving hurts. Man, I, I was first place we served in Venezuela, and I made that mistake unintentionally. I was trying to help our church, and I was right. trying to have more people to be able to pick people up. And It's all good good motives. Good motives, but I actually turned somebody against me, I guess you could say, by by blessing that person. Mm. Um, we just would give them things and uh, bought them a beat-up car, but as we did those things, we saw that that actually created division, and it was very inten- unintentional. It right. wasn't That wasn't the direction we were going, but it was a hard, hard missions lesson. So that's great. I think from the perspective of you guys mm-hmm. coming into something brand new, um, as a, you know, if you're coming in here for a shorter amount of time, that the, the follow up and that is very right. important because you're investing in lives. You're investing mm-hmm. in lives and you're looking for long term fruit, not just a, you right. know, just a short week investment in something. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. So you're on a scouting mission then, I guess, to take back your findings, uh, to, to the other people. Yes. And to share where maybe they can plug in. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Um, okay. So, uh, you're also getting uh, ordained here pretty soon, right? I am. Yes. So that's pretty exciting. How old are you, Brian? I'm 24. 24. So wow. you're still kind of young. Yeah, still kind of young. You're still kind of young. Just yeah. married 16, well, yeah, 16 months ago. Wow. And so okay. my wife, Madison, actually gets to serve in ministry. I thought you were going to uh, say 16 years ago. 16 years ago. Yeah, yeah that math would not have uh, <laughs> added up well. Well, they did take mission trips to Kentucky. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, we, we can't be losing all our so, listeners. Yeah. My, you're going to get on to West Virginia. Might be a cultural oh, yeah. That's going to be the line. That's that might be line. a cultural ab- adaptation right. thing. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah, yeah, Country yeah. roads really take you home. Yeah. Don't yeah. 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 <laughs> they, they do take you You home. know, Paul said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's great. That's great. So you're getting ready to be a donor. What, what do you feel like the Lord is, um, uh, you know, what do you think the short, medium, as best as you can project, uh, the direction that God right. has taken you in? Um. Wow, that's a big question, and you know something I'm really sorry. Put you on the spot. Yeah, put me on the spot. So, but it's a very good question, and honestly, something that I'm praying about that I've asked Steve to pray for me about Mm -hmm. is just what, because I'm all open hands with Mm -hmm. the Lord, Mm -hmm. and I want Him to use me in whatever way He wants to, whether it's in Spartanburg, South Carolina, for the rest of my life, where I was born and raised, and my family has deep roots there, or whether it's in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, or in... San Pedro de Macorís. Yes, mm-hmm. or in uh-huh. Indonesia, where my mom was born, and my grandparents okay. were missionaries. Wow. So, okay. wow. so you've got missionary uh, uh, yes. lineage a little bit in yes, your blood. Yes, I do. That's good. He does. So, yep, my That's awesome. grandparents were medical missionaries in Indonesia for 23 years, and my awesome. mom spent the first 12 years of her life. Yeah, great. In Indonesia. So that's neat. It runs in my family. So, what's the so. biggest challenge you all would say, either one can answer, um, to spreading missions on, at a local church level in mm-hmm. the United States? I mean, what, what are some of the, the challenges or obstacles, would you say, to getting people to care about what's going on around the world? I would say it seems that church in America has has become a lot about entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's become a lot about sitting in the pew and it, listening to the music. And is it my kind of music? Because if it's not, I'll go down the road and they've got my kind of music. Mm-hmm. And or my kind of preaching. Yeah, and yeah. the same thing. You know, listen to the message. Does the, does the is the message growing me? Yeah. Is it, is it feeding me? I hear this all the time. You know, I'm, I, I need to be fed. And, you know, everywhere else in the world, you want to feed yourself. I don't know. But yeah. uh, it's, it's become so much about an event on Sunday yeah. 
And then the rest of the week, you know, I, I think they come on Sunday and they want to get the, the energy and the spirituality that will drive them through the week. Mm-hmm. But that's more of what it is. It's like come in Sunday and plug into the battery charger and then go the rest of the week. And if if spiritual things come up, that's cool. But for the most part, you know, you're working, you're taking care of family and you come back to church on Sunday to get recharged again. And it's not so much about the the element of going out, serving, uh, letting that be your worship as well as what you do on Sunday morning. Yeah. So getting getting people to understand what it means to be a disciple, yeah. uh, that that includes stuff you do every day, and the stuff you do every day includes sharing Christ and helping others. Yeah, yeah. I think too that we have so we don't realize it's funny how we we as Americans as we look around the world we talk about other cultures but we fail to identify the fact that we have our own culture as mm-hmm. well right. and we have a very cultural Christianity just like you're saying that is our cultural Christianity let's go to church let's get my toes stepped on a little bit so I feel like you know I'm, I'm kind of cleaning house a little bit but like you said then it's kind of a downhill coast till next Sunday until we go sit and do the same thing so they and you're right too about you know looking for what appeals to me um, and that's just scary because that's not great commission oriented at all. It's just no. very self-centered. Very consumer. Um, consumer consumer oriented. Yeah. Yeah. But, and that's again, our cultural Christianity in the States too, because we've created that to, to try to draw as well. I mean, it's, uh, I'm not saying every church has done that, but to a certain extent, we've tried to make our programs where people be attracted to them. Right. And so it's kind of a vicious circle. Right. And there. then that bleeds yeah. into your mission principles and the exactly. way you do missions overseas yeah. that may or may not be the yeah. healthiest way. Yeah, I've heard people say, you know, they'll that they'll go through a certain organization or through a certain way of doing missions because it's where they get the biggest bang for their buck. And so yeah. there's always this exchange as far as what am I investing in and what am I re- what am I receiving? <clears throat> right. Well, it's you know, there's a healthy balance there. There's not a there, it's not wrong to say is is there fruit coming out of this? Right. That's a good you question. Know, you know, that's a right. good question. That's fair. Uh, but I think when you're driven by um, you know, I, I've got to get something out of this personally, yeah. uh, then it maybe puts you on the wrong track, the wrong, right. the wrong paradigm to, to, to evaluate. Well, and it's kind of like, it's kind of like the, looking at the ministry here. You could look at the buildings and say, wow, you guys really got something cool going on, but it's really people that fill the building is, is the most yeah. important. That's, mm-hmm. that's where the real ministry is. That's where these are just tools. You right. know, these are just tools we use to be able to do what yeah. we need to do. I but mean, you can have a phenomenal ministry. And no buildings. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, sure. Exactly yeah, the right. The problem with bang for your buck is that you don't see the bang. Yeah. The most meaningful bang you don't see. Yeah. And, you, you know, you never know whether that one disciple that you're going to make on a trip is going to be the guy that disciples a thousand. Yeah. So the multiplication factor that Jesus put into place in, act, in, uh, in the Gospels yeah. and that Paul then made happen in Acts, you know, it doesn't happen in one trip on one right. project. Well, and so many times yeah. you have no idea what's going on behind it. I've got a, I, the we do, right. we do university student ministry in my house on Sundays. And, um, there's one guy that we've developed a pretty decent relationship with, but he really doesn't talk about spiritual things. But his mom went to my wife the other day and said, thank you for investing in my son. And he's really talking about more spiritual things at home. Wow. And we're sitting there going, I'm kind of was like not frustrated, but I thought we're just not really having an impact on this guy yet. When he goes home, 
the conversation that comes out of him when he gets home. So you just never, th- those are the things you can't put a, a measuring stick on. Right. Um, those are the things that God's doing a work inside that person and, and, and sanctifying them for his glory. And so, mm-hmm. man, that's, that's cool. And it's very true. I mean, that's that, that totally surprised me this week when I heard yeah. that and very much encouraged me as well, because, you know, sometimes just like teen ministry, uh, sometimes university students just stare at you like, you know, hurry up, get this thing over with, you know, let's move on to something more fun. But, um, Obviously, he's listening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I was telling them over, over lunch, you know, that that's one of the things about the work is that, uh, you know, some of the some of the toughest work, uh, I would say, goes on, you know, unforeseen. Oh, yeah. You, you know, it's not it's not what gets the Facebook because you're doing a discipleship or you're doing a small group and it would be highly. I mean, it's just like weird I would, to, to like snapping photos yeah. of, your, of your disciple and right. like, you know, push it, putting it on. I would go as far as to say probably 90% of the real change that takes place, nobody actually really sees because those are the moments that are in your living room sitting with somebody that you're not going to pop a camera out and be like, Hey, smile and let's let everybody know I'm discipling you. But those, those are moments when people are pouring their heart out and they're, they're truly desiring change. Um, because even if you come here at the service, you're going to get a good taste of what's going on, but that's just a whole bunch of people coming together and I'm not Mm -hmm. downing the service or anything like that. But the real work is, is individually when people, truly desire to change and they're coming looking for help. That's where the real work happens. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I think, you know, you, you definitely have, you have a whole group of people that's been saved, you know, in the services. It, it had that, but that, that, you know, walking with them, you know, in, in the privacy of the home, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's where the follow through and, yeah. and the long distance relationship. So I, I think it's a, it's a both and, sure. but it's just, sure. you only really see on the social media, you only see the highlights. You see kind of the mountaintops, you know, the full, full church for a, a you know, revival service or something like that. That's great. And God works in that. There's no question about Ooh, it. Absolutely. But it's not just that. And no. what really makes that successful is all the contacts behind the scenes it's perfect the discipleship e- in the small groups a perfect example of that would be we just had revival here last week and um you know coming off of the pandemic coming off all the stuff and we they just now dropped the mask mandate here and so we had we were still in the mask mandate during the the thing weren't we yeah, yeah. yeah so we were. And, but to hear the people sing at the end of that was mm-hmm. just you're not going to get that in your living room but Correct. that was i mean yeah. that was very moving for yeah. me yeah. It, it just really felt like finally that People sensed, I don't know how to explain it, but there was just been such lockdown and such carefulness and such this, that, and the other. And I really feel like people were just communicating through their voices and through their singing that it was time. You know, yeah. it just it seemed like that. Yeah, I think that, so for us, it, it's really, it's really a both end. I think it's what you guys are trying to do there in Spartanburg. It's right. like, you know, it's not to downplay the, 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 Corporate worship of the body of Christ is something that's very biblical. I mean, yeah, oh, we yeah. see that, and that is very important. But that's not the only thing. It's not just Sunday to Sunday. It's really a seven day a week, and you want people to be able to feed themselves. I mean, man, if we if we fed ourselves only once a week, well, that would take care of my weight problem. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, you know, we have to feed ourselves spiritually, right. and so mm-hmm. uh, you know, getting people to buy into that is what you know we're trying to do and trying to show them and model them. And the best way for them to buy into it is for them to really get a. Uh, really see that played out in people that are walking with them and they, they're attracted to that and say, yeah. man, I, I want that. I, you know, I want that. And then somebody to be there to, to help them walk through that. So, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's neat. Uh, just met you guys. I mean, we met over zoom, right. um, of course, but, uh, uh, you know, just kind of met you face to face here in the last day or two, but it's neat how, 
you know, you can be from a totally different part of mm-hmm. the world, I guess you say. I mean, South Carolina is not too far from Dominican Republic, but it's not Alabama. I mean, it's not yeah. Alabama. <laughs> but, <laughs> very true. No, we're going to be in so much trouble. But, yeah. uh, you know, but, Roll tide. you know, the, the, Roll tide. the, the, the yeah. things that uh, we can find common in Christ and, you yeah. know, the local church and right. what we're trying to work toward. And, and so it's just kind of neat. I mean, you can mm-hmm. just, um, I think that's the, the, one of the neat things about, uh, kingdom work yeah. is that it's uh, you know there's a lot of similar things you know and so uh, we found uh, found that to be true with you guys and so appreciate you guys being on the on the podcast I mean I'm not kicking you off I don't end this but yeah no uh, it's yeah, not yeah. my not my place but uh, oh, this has been good I enjoyed four people too it's a, it's yeah. a nice little dynamic there so usually to, it's just me and to, that way I don't have to stare into Gary's eyes the whole time you know yeah, I, get to look, I get to look at somebody else yeah, it makes me a little I uncomfortable could see where that could be very old. I get a little uncomfortable. <laughs> well, I really do appreciate what you guys have said, what you brought to the table missions wise. Um, and your perspectives are very, um, I want to use the word mature, but I guess from having boots on the ground, from really experiencing mm. missions, not just mm-hmm. a, a, a short term missions trip that usually means one day at the beach, one day of souvenir buying, you know, in a couple of days mm. of ministry. And I'm, but it's actually seeing that, hey, the, the true investment's a spiritual investment. Right. Um, and so I appreciate that perspective you guys have because that, that helps us really, when it comes down to it, it helps us do our job uh, better in the sense that our focus is investing in people, not trying to keep a good uh, uh, facade that everybody sees. If, I guess mm-hmm. if that's what you, if, if you can understand what I'm saying there. And so yeah. I appreciate your mission's perspective as a missionary with, with boots on the ground and uh, appreciate having you guys here today. Love what you're doing. Um, love how you mentioned the word discipleship too, because that's really where it's at. It's not mm-hmm. just a, a one-time deal, but it's really pouring into people's lives and getting to know them on an intimate level. And we were just talking to you, you know, you mentioned, uh, being with people and stuff. You know, I say a lot of times as I'm discipling our, our, uh, university students that, that sometimes somebody seeing God's grace at work at your life in your life is probably one of the greatest attractions to the gospel that there is mm-hmm. because they mm-hmm. see that we're in need of God's daily grace. And that's so, right. Um, really appreciate you guys being here. I hope you continue to enjoy your time here. Appreciate you being here on the podcast here with us. And uh, our pleasure. Yes. Well, thank you. And, and, and see, this is your first time, right? We didn't mention that on the podcast. It is first yes. time on a first, podcast. First podcast yeah. with well, the both of us. Time in the ER. Pretty cool. No, no, so I'm sure so. you've been on the radio before. I'm sure. Well, yes, our church it's has a radio like station. Oh wow! So, there yeah. you go. <laughs> and they haven't invited you on the podcast. You do really well. Absolutely, they have not. You need to tell them tell that. Yeah. when they yeah. see when they see the downloads. Yeah, we'll send you the link and you just you can use that against them and be like, you know when you push us over the million mark we'll be able to explain to everybody so get rid of run for his money there you go well listen guys it's been great uh, being with you today thanks for listening thanks for being a part of the podcast and we will catch you next episode thanks so much bye thanks again for listening to the vision life 365 podcast be sure to check out our website visionlife365.org And be sure to subscribe to our podcast for a new episode each and every week. Thanks so much for being a part and being with us here. And we look forward to being with you again next week.